0: it's the Canada's Podcast Network.
1: Hello and welcome to Canada's Podcast Network. I'm your host Mario Tonaguzzi, and joining me today is Dan Kelly, President of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. Happy to be here. Okay, well we've got one heck of a ride going on these days in uh, in the business community and in the world. Uh, Tell me what you're hearing from members these days. Is this uh, for a for being an entrepreneur, is this the worst situation that they've ever been experienced to?
0: Well, that would depend on the business, but yes, as it, on the aggregate basis, I can tell you that in 26 years of working directly with and for small business owners across the country, I have never seen a set of circumstances like this where essentially an entire swath of the business community is, uh, is having the, the legs kicked out from under them all at once. Mm-hmm. We have tons of sectors of the economy that are essentially shut down, with waves of additional sectors being affected, essentially uh, by the hour, uh, and and that's I mean, obviously with with uh, provinces now legislating that the, uh, essentially a complete shutdown of their business community, other than essential services, uh, the the toll is is massive. It's having an effect, of course, on on business owners in terms of just their morale, uh, but the decisions that they're being forced to make and make very quickly have massive, massive implications for the economy as a whole. I really feel for these guys. I mean, I'm, I've been talking to tons of independent business owners who have been running successful companies for years and years, through thick and thin, all sorts of ups and downs, who are in tears on the phone with me talking about their employees and what they're, what they're essentially being forced to do business owners trying to balance the needs to keep their employees safe with the needs to keep them paid, the need to keep their customers served, and finally, the need to ensure that the business at the end of this crisis will come out the other end and, and, and be able to be there uh, for themselves and, of course, for the staff and communities. That's an awful lot for business owners to have absorbed in, in a matter of a couple of weeks. When you look at, at this crisis, uh, obviously, the longer it Last
1: the more pronounced it's going to be and the more impact it's going to have. What is your guess of like how many businesses are going to be able to survive this?
0: Well, look, Canada has 1.1 million uh, businesses with paid staff. If you include the self-employed in that mix, there's probably another two and a half to three and a half million uh, Canadians that that earn their income uh, on their own. Uh, So we're talking millions and millions of people. When you include the staff complement in small, medium-sized firms, of course, it's an order of magnitude larger than that. I I don't see, you know, last week there were half a million Canadians that lost their jobs. I don't see this week how that's going to be any smaller than a million Canadians losing their jobs. And behind every one of those employees is an employer. Uh, We are seeing, uh, optimistically, there will be thousands and thousands of businesses that just don't make it uh, at the end of this crisis.
1: Now, Dan, when, you know, I know uh, prior to this, uh, small businesses were, were challenged before any of this came about, right? And so many of them had a lot of uh, costs to, to bear, right? Whether it's property taxes, which seems a big issue of sad, right? So many of these were already on the brink of losing it, right? This is just going to push many of those out.
0: Well, look, I've, I've represented uh, through the Canadian Federation been a bit of Independent Business. I've, re- I've represented small businesses for, for 26 years, as I was saying. And in good times, there are a lot of businesses that go out of business every year, every single year because they're entrepreneurs and they're trying risky things. And sometimes the risks pay off and sometimes they don't. Yeah. In other areas, of course, there have been economic conditions that have uh, taken the wind out of the sails of the business community. Of course, in Western Canada, resource-dependent provinces, that's been going on now for several years. Then we've had other economic shocks just in the course of 2020 so far, like the rail blockades, that really did set a huge number of businesses back. Governments, of course, for the most part, adding, not subtracting from the burden of of the business community, running up giant deficits in good times. uh, And and now we're finding ourselves caught short. Uh, But right now, all of that essentially doesn't matter. Uh, Right now, everybody is focused on how do we uh, despite all of the wonderful and not so wonderful things that have gone on to the state, how do we ensure that we insulate as many Canadians as possible from losing their jobs? And how do we protect and make sure that, uh, uh, that we can kind of freeze the economy uh, to keep uh, viable, otherwise viable businesses alive long enough so that when we see the emergency phase of COVID-19 over, uh, some of them can then get back to, to uh, get back to work. My main focus right now is trying to think uh, long and hard about what's gonna help the recovery after the emergency phase is over. And I think governments, understandably, have been focused on the health emergency. Yeah. Some of them have attended to some of the economic emergency, that is some of the bits of the emer- economic emergency that comes along with that. But we need to make sure that we're thinking about what's gonna stimulate Canada coming out of the emergency so that we can get back into, into growth mode, get employees back to work, and, and get you know, our, our tax, uh, tax coffers filled again to pay for the services that we're all going to desperately need. Let's talk about solutions and government response uh, to this.
1: First of all, from an employer's uh, standpoint, a small business owner's standpoint, what has the government done? Can you explain uh, what the response has been for them?
0: Sure. There have been several measures taken by federal, by the federal government and by provinces to try to address the problem. Even some municipalities now entering into some of the relief efforts, which has been good. And there have been some helpful measures along the way. Uh, first, the governments did for employers uh, and for employees waive the waiting period. So if you had an employee that was essentially affected by COVID or perhaps just under investigation and in quarantine, they would be able to get employment insurance benefits right away. They would waive the one-week waiting period. That was a positive message. They changed some of the banking rules to provide to ensure that, that Canadian small businesses would be able to access financing a little bit more easily through uh, BDC or EDC, also ensuring that some of the banks would make sure that they customized uh, and were flexible in, app- in applying rules to businesses that were otherwise affected. They waived uh, some of the audit Uh, rules and requirements and essentially uh, sent them packing, which is always good news. They also provided some relief from paying certain taxes on the scheduled deadline, like corporate income taxes, personal income taxes. Provinces have done similar measures. Municipalities, same thing with property taxes. So there's been a fair amount of action. The other big thing that the federal government did is it announced a 10% wage subsidy package for small business. It's the right measure but was such a, a minor, almost trivial amount. It was ten percent of wages, up to about uh, uh, up to twenty five thousand dollars for an employer maximum. That's not going to help a lot of employers that are trying to do their best to hang on to their staff. and And this is where I think the focus should be: is ensuring that we don't end up pushing employers as uh, to feel like the only option they have is to lay off staff. We can avoid that if we're careful. Okay. So um,
1: as you look at the current situation, Dan, from the CFIB perspective, what is it that you would like to see the government do even more, uh, two, twofold, like A for, for businesses and B for uh, uh, workers?
0: Yeah, so look, we've been doing, CFIB has been doing regular surveys of our members to find out what the impacts have been on them, and certainly they are massive, and what they would recommend governments do to try to help them respond. The impacts are growing by the day uh, last week before the the real burden started to kick in. A quarter of our members told us that they would not be able to survive more than a month if with a significant drop in business income. And by significant, we meant 50% or more. Now we have businesses that have lost 100% of their business income because they're just not able to serve customers at all. How can governments respond? The two things that came out most clearly to me, one is that businesses need help with wages, and they need help paying their rent uh, and the associated costs with their real estate. Yeah. Uh, on the, on the in, uh, those are often the two largest expenses for a small business owner. Wages usually are the number one, but rent is usually quite, quite close to that. On the wages side, what we're asking government to do is expand on the wage subsidy that they've already introduced. We feel it should be in the 75, 80, or even higher percent range. To try to make sure that the government, if you're able to retain your workers as a private sector company, that the government will pick up the wages while that person is sitting idle, and not having you have to lay them off to sever the relationship between the employer and the employee. We think that that would be the best way possible to avoid wide-scale unemployment in Canada. And remember, if we're able to do that, if an employer is, is has 75% of their wage bill covered, They could use whatever reserves they might have in the business if they're lucky or whatever borrowing they're able to take on uh, in in the short term to help pay some of the other bills. That wage subsidy, I, I truly believe, will help us spur an economic recovery a lot more quickly than if an employer is forced to lay off their workers. That person then is severed from the business, and even if they're offered their job at the end of it, the, at the end of the crisis, they may or may not come back to that same employer and the recovery is just gonna be that much slower. Stressful for the employee, not good for the business certainly, and will slow our economic recovery. On the rental side of the equation, I think provinces, you know we have members on both sides of that balance. It's a tricky one for us. There are a lot of small businesses that also you know, own the strip mall in which their business is located and rent out three other bays to other tenants. Uh, So they are depending on that rental income to help offset some of their business losses. But for the most part, I think, I mean, look, we're calling on all the property managers, property owners to be reasonable. I think governments need to step in here too. And this is where I think provinces could play a key role, not just um, delayed the property tax receipts, but actually forgave property taxes during this emergency period. And the provinces step up to fund municipalities for the difference. That could be huge. In addition, potentially even having provinces subsidize some of the rental, uh, rental uh, receipts for, uh, for small and medium-sized firms. That, uh, look, if, they, if they can cover off those two expenses, I think we all will have a higher percentage of small firms that will come up the other side of this. Yeah,
1: I know this is a tough question to answer. But, you know, if I'm a small business owner, I come to you, Dan, or come to the CFIB, and I'm asking for her advice, what do I do? What do I do? What's your advice to them?
0: Well, look, we are getting those calls right now. CFIB uh, offers business counselling to all of its 110,000 members. We typically get about 50 calls a day, and now that's up to 600. Oh, my. I've assigned now. I've tripled the size of the department. Uh, I've got 90 people now returning calls to business owners, most of them members, but some of them non-members of CFIB. We're trying to help as many of those as we can. Uh, But the questions we're getting are typically around employment i got to lay off my staff. How can I do that legally? Am I going to have to play employment standards leave provisions when I terminated an employee and put them on EI? How do I do the record of employment to allow them to get EI benefits quickly and easily? And are there other options that that can be provided? We get a lot of questions also about whether there are any support programs for the business itself. Uh, And there are a few of those more limited, uh, most notably the wage subsidy package that I spoke of earlier. You mentioned uh, just talking about uh, employment.
1: Do you see a, a possible shift in employment uh, after this is all over? Like, obviously, many of the grocery stores are are hiring like crazy. Walmart's hiring 10,000 people in Canada. You know, so there's certain pockets that are hiring. Uh, you know, they're going to pick off from other industries, right? Uh, so when everything comes back, those industries are going to probably face a staff shortage.
0: Well, look, we were prior to this, we were going into an environment once again of significant staff shortages, not right across the country because there are certain markets, including Alberta where uh, where there are still large numbers of unemployed uh, even before the crisis kicked in. Uh, I suspect like like with the 2007 2008 recession, they're, they're not going to be huge concerns about the shortage of labor in the short term, but that will quickly change. Uh, if the economy gets back on its feet, and we need, do need to make sure that we think about what the future world of w- work looks like. But we're, we're a few months away from worrying about, uh, about uh, vacancies in business. I think the bigger, the bigger issue is going to be a crushing level of unemployment in the short term. It's going to outstrip our ability to, to support all of the unemployed if we're not careful. We can avoid the worst of that, not all of that. If we provide a proper wage subsidy to employers to keep their workers, that to me is the best economic advice I can give governments. And for whatever reason, the federal government hasn't done it, despite the fact that England, uh, Sweden, France, uh, the list goes on, uh, Western European countries that have announced very similar wage packages to support 80, 90 percent of wages, not the not the 10 percent that Canada has offered. OK, then any last parting thoughts? I think you covered it off well, Mary. Okay, thanks a lot.
1: Uh, that was Dan Kelly, who is president of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. This is Canada's Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Mario Taniguzi. Thanks for joining us today.